0: What's up guys, Ford here back on Behind the Gloves with another news update, keeping you guys up to date with all things boxing. Now some big news coming out of the heavyweight world of boxing. Obviously the fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury is still anticipated to take place, possibly at uh, some point next year, early next year. But some big news coming out of that whole fight situation. Obviously in the first fight, Deontay Wilder was stopped and the towel was thrown in uh, by Mark Breeland, who was in the corner of Deontay Wilder. And some huge news about that whole situation. This is off Michael Benson's Twitter, but it's via boxing scene. Deontay Wilder has split with co-trainer Mark Breland ahead of his trilogy fight versus Tyson Fury, she- Shelley Finkel has confirmed. Breland threw the towel in to end the rematch in February. JDS remains with Wilder. That's a very big move. Um, obviously, it's straight up facts that he's fired him, fired Breland for throwing the towel in. Clearly, months after, Wilder still believes that he would have had more in the tank to finish off Fury, which is very questionable. The fight was, you know, it was pretty heavily one-sided at the time. Um, And Wilder was hurt. Wilder was extremely hurt. Um, Obviously, in boxing, we don't know. One punch can change it all, so maybe Wilder could have. But uh, what do you guys think? For me, uh, it doesn't sit very well. Uh, You know, the coaches and people in the corner have the best interest of the fighter. But yeah, overall, it's a shocking thing for me. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section. And make sure to subscribe for more content.
1: Yeah, very good morning to you and welcome to the borders of Tower Hamlets and Hackney. Uh, you're watching this early in the morning, but not as early in the morning as if it's actually being filmed. It's a minute past four. Joshua Boazzi's getting his hair cut. Why, Joshua? No, I'm gonna rephrase that. Why, oh, why, oh, why? Are you getting your hair cut at this time.
2: Well, um, to be fair this is the only time that I could get but um, as you know I'm going into the bubble in a few hours time um, in preparation for the fight so um, it's either now or never, get the haircut now or box looking like this so um, I think this is the better option for me. Fair enough,
1: we'll we'll talk to Mark McIver who's doing the all important trim in a minute but I like the way you've had a positive attitude throughout lockdown. I mean, a boxer's life can be a solitary life. You need to live the life. You've actually looked at the positives uh, of having the shutdown, haven't you, in this interruption
2: to your career? Yeah, definitely. I feel there's two ways to look at things. Like you said, you can dwell on the negatives, which will bring you down, or look on the positives. And um, for me, I said, you know what, I've got to think positive, um, dwell onto that and just hang on to it. Um, and that's literally what what I've been doing. Um, anything positive that I can think of or anything positive that's happened, I literally go on that and try to um, hang on to it and, you know, for as long as possible. And this is where we're at. Um, it's, I think it's been 11 weeks since I last cut my hair. So um, this is a good feeling right now. <laughs> Very good. Um, it's no fault of your own that your career stalled. I guess
1: you'd have set targets four years on from your Olympic medal. Can things happen for you quickly now?
2: W- what have you got? as a schedule for the next 12 to 18 months? The next 12 to 18 months, most importantly, is to win my next fight. As we know, that's within, I think, five days? Five to four days. So that's the that's what's primary right now. Um, looking any further than that, it's mainly to see when I can next fight, whether it's this year or early next year. Um, and To be fair with you, that's as, that's as far as I can see. It's primarily winning my next fight. Um, I don't look past the opponent that I've got or any further than that.
1: Yeah, he's a tall guy, heavy guy. You know his amateur pedigree as well. He knows about you too. It's interesting reading his quotes, just how, well, focused and determined he sounds.
2: Say that again, please.
1: It's just, it's interesting reading his comments about you, just how focused and determined, and he's clearly done his homework as well on you.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, if you're gonna share 10 rounds or so with somebody, you kind of do your research about them. Um, Like you said, a big, tall guy, um, well, well experienced as an amateur. Um, on the scene well uh, long before I got onto the amateur scene. So um, he, he'll be experienced, he'll know what he's going to do, um, he know how to handle himself. But again, it's for me to go out there to make sure when the bell rings, um, I'm, the, I'm the one that's dominant and the one that comes out on top.
1: Yeah. It is a good scene at Light Heavy domestically, internationally as well. Thinking of maybe the top three in the world, Brebetia, Bivol, Kovalev, do you have a number one? out of them? Is there a style that you think you're particularly adapted to?
2: Um, I think it depends how you look at it. If we look at who's got the most belts, that's to He holds the IBF and the WBC, I believe. Um, Bibble's got the WBA and um, Kovalev, as we know, reigned for a long time but lost recently to Canelo. So, um, it just depends what, what you want to, how you want to assess who's the much more dominant force. Um, for me personally, I say, based on age, Bibble's probably number one. Um, he's the youngest out of all the champions, and you can, based on that, you can say he's the much more fresher of a champion. Mm-hmm.
1: Domestically, obviously, everyone talks about you and Anthony Yard. There's Callum Johnson there as well. Both big punches. Why
2: will you be the last man standing if you, you face either of them in the ring? Um, why would I be the last man standing? Just I believe in my ability, the talent that I've got. Um, plus the hard work that I put in, you know, I believe when I'm in there, I'm just fully determined to win. Um, so will they? but, you know, I think it's something that when it happens, we can truly find out who who's the best out of the three of us. Um, because, you know, the belt, we're not in the ring against each other yet, so anyone can say anything. But I think till the fight happens, then we know who's the real champion.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Mark, there's making a great job of of the hair. I'm just curious, I mean, it's pressure on you. I know you have some other big name fighters in here as well, but you know, if uh, Joshua walks out here dissatisfied, puts him on a negative (laughs) psychology for fight night, so big pressure.
3: Just about doing your job, you know, um... You know, when you approach everything as, as a job and doing what you usually do anyway, but yeah, you've got to make sure that you looking fresh, because, you know, you feel good, you look good, you feel good, and then, you know, I guess I can take some credit for the win if he... when he wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> when he wins.
1: <laughs> well, fair enough. It's a bit of the psychologist's here, not it? You, you've got to be upbeat, positive and, uh, you know, f- fill, fill him with the right thoughts.
3: I definitely, you know, when, we, when he comes here, we're always talking about different things. It's always positive, it's always good. So um, I feel like people love to have that haircut before the fight, before a big day, because it's more than a haircut. Yeah. It's almost like a therapy session. It's almost like therapy.
1: <laughs> well, this is looking top-notch. Maybe something for the weekend. That's what they used to say. Yeah. <laughs> the bar was about an extended, unbeaten record.
3: Definitely, 100%. Is your deck causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO, and your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt.
4: This is Umar Ahmed for IFL-CV and Association of MTK Global. It's fight week this Saturday, even Sunday night. I keep saying Saturday. I'm joined by trainer, Jamie Moore. Busy week for you, of course, Aki Bafiaz. Let's start with him. Uh, of course, I've talked to you about this fight before with Kane Baker recently, um, but it just feels much bigger because of all the drama that's happened before.
5: Yeah, um, I I'm, I'm am I always say I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. And um, and it has made the fight bigger in terms of the publicity, what it's got and stuff like that. It was always a good fight in, initially anyway, but it seems to have gathered more momentum because of what happened before. So, uh, so yeah, I mean... Obviously, it's not. It's never easy when you peak for a fight and then having to sort of plateau and follow it through for you know five, six weeks down the line. But um, but I think you know experiencing maybe doing it myself as a fighter in the past has helped me manage it a little bit with Akib and we held him back, uh, made sure he didn't overdo it, overcook it, um, kept his weight down nice and thin, So his body's more settled there now. So uh, and it's the sharpest I've seen him. So so in a strange sort of way, it could be a blessing for us
4: had so much time in camp now, essentially I had two camps for this fight, so um, I'm not surprised he's sharper, he must look on point.
5: He's sharp, but he's also he's a sponge, and he's young, he's still evolving as a fighter and he's still developing and improving, um, but in massive strides as well, because he's surrounded by good fighters and he's picking up stuff all the time. And, and because he's so committed and dedicated, you can see big improvements within like a week or two so uh, so even since the fight got cancelled, last time I've seen improvements so uh so and I don't know Kane's going to be right on it and he's up for it, and you can see in his demeanor um he, he you know he's in great shape, you can see he's healthier, so that's a good thing because I know we're going to get the best version of him um and it'll take someone to bring the best out in Akib of that caliber because you know if if he's not up for it and he's not fit and he's not a good fighter, Akib's going to walk right through you so so I'm glad that even at this early stage, he's going to be in there with someone who's going to test him, push him, you know, make, make him uh, bring out the best in him. And um, I think it's going to be a great fight and I think you'll see a really good performance from Akib.
4: Also, Chantelle Cameron, uh, just tell me about her opponent. We spoke off camera a little bit, just tell the viewers, obviously, probably not going to be too aware of who Chantelle is fighting.
5: Yeah, so don't ask me to pronounce her name because um, <laughs> I'm terrible. That's why I didn't either. But, um, but, you know, watching her on, on video, there's not that m- much footage of her. But what, what I've seen of her, she's, she can punch, um, she's, she's strong. But, you know, in terms of skill set, uh, work rate, Chantel is above and beyond. And, um, you know, I think she'll, she'll cause problems for Chantel in the first two or three rounds. But I feel that Chantel's pressure, work rate, um, hand speed is, is a big one for me. And uh, and I think she'll really go through the gears after about three or four rounds. And um, and yeah, I think we'll see a new world champion from Britain. Okay,
4: if that is the case, what do you think happens for our next uh, in terms of perhaps a domestic clash as well?
5: Yeah, well, obviously the the fight what someone anyone around that weight division wants is the Katie Taylor fight. She she's regarded as the best fighter in the world probably uh, any weight division for, in, in female boxing. And um, Chantelle's always said that she'd love the opportunity to box her. So, um, if That can happen, you know, what, what time frame uh, Katie Taylor's got, I don't know, but I know Chantel would love that opportunity, and, and I think it's a great fight for British boxing fans. So, first and foremost, let's get Sunday, you know, let's get the world title one. But, but I know for the fact, if that fight could be made for, for Chantel, that'd be, uh, be amazing.
4: So, best of luck with the pair of them this Sunday night. Just go back to uh, Josh Taylor's win the other night, of course, that has implications for your guy Jack Cattrell, who's uh, mandatory for Jose Ramirez. I spoke to Bob Aram. Uh, last week and he's insistent that that undisputed fight happens next between Taylor and Ramirez. Nothing gets in the way. Have you spoke to Jack about this and, and what do you know from MTK regarding Jack's next fight and uh, future?
5: We don't know anything more at this moment in time. We, we, we understand that negotiations are ongoing regarding which fight next Ramirez is going to push for. Um, obviously from Bob Adams' point of view, it makes sense for him to, to make Ramirez versus Josh Taylor because they're both his fighters. Um, from our point of view, it would make sense for um, Jack Carroll to fight for the world title because he'd been waiting for so long. Um, from MTK's point of view, maybe it makes sense for to allow um, Ramirez to fight Josh Taylor. Maybe Jack would be compensated in some sort of way, and then depending on who comes through, then Jack could fight the winner. So th- there 's a few different scenarios. My ideal scenario was that Jack Ca gets his shot, which he's waited a long time for, so i 'm um, so hoping that happens. Um, I know both Ramirez and Josh said I want the fight, but I sort of get the impression they both want it while there 's a crowd there, and, um, and that might mean that they wait until early next year, which in turn then that mean that might mean that Jack gets his, his shot at Ramirez so we 'll see I know that the, there's negotiations going on at the moment. so um, so we'll just wait and see what happens.
4: Of course, uh, if Jack gets some step-aside money and then gets a shot at the WBO, it's likely that whoever wins that Taylor-Ramirez fight will go up to 47, so uh, Jack, if he has to wait, it'll probably be a vacant title shot, won't it?
5: Yeah, and that's not what we want, because, um, you know, winning a world title is great, but you never want to win a vacant title because it sort of takes the prestige from it, so I don't want that to happen for him. Um, I'm hoping, you know, just, just say the scenario unfolds that Ramirez fights Taylor and then Taylor wins, I would want Jack Carroll to fight Taylor because I know he's a great fighter, he's undisputed champion and I would want him to fight the best and challenge the best. And I'm hoping from Taylor's point of view that he would hang around for one more fight just, you know, to, to give the British fights uh, fans an undisputed fight from two people from Britain. So, but listen, Josh Taylor's got his own path, and I and, and respect that. Um, but so is Jack Catterall, and uh, the f- first and foremost, I want Jack to get his shot, which he's, you know, he's rightly earned, as soon as quick as possible.
4: At Josh Taylor's fight, I caught up uh, with your guy, Carl Frampton. Uh, he's, you know, saying to me that that fight with Jamal Herring will happen next, even though there's been rumours of Herring and Shakur Stevenson happening. But then Herring signed with MTK, so perhaps that brings it closer. From from what you know, Herring Frampton, that is going to be next, Jamie.
5: Yeah, everything what I've heard is they're looking at, still looking at maybe doing it in December, but if not, then probably end of January, early February because of the cut. So so we've just got to wait and see. But apparently Herring has said that the cut will be fine for, towards the end of December. So yeah, but, but I know there was rumours about. Maybe potentially looking for Shakur Stevenson, but um, all the noise I'm hearing is that Frampton will fight him.
4: That's good to hear. Just moving away from uh, this fight week and your fighters, just get your thoughts on a potential bizarre fight, two bizarre fights. Let's start with uh, Floyd
5: Mayweather Jr. and Logan Paul. Come on, please. I mean, it was bad enough, two YouTubers fighting on pay-per-view, which... It's fine from my point of view because I just think that's your own audience, Uh, you know, crack on with it. It doesn't surprise me that Floyd Mayweather's um, pricked his ears up when he sees the sort of money that YouTubers are are earning from boxing and he thinks, you know, I'll I'll sort of jump in on that. He he went to, where was he, where did he go, Japan and fought a kickboxer for, for whatever, sort of $40 million or whatever. So, listen everyone's entitled to do whatever they want but if, if you're asking my opinion on do i agree with it absolutely freaking not no
4: i think a lot of boxing fans have that attitude it, it took them a while to come around to the youtube thing but when it is two youtubers there's the same level just having a scrap earning a lot
5: of money but this is like one of the greatest ever <laughs> a youtube it doesn't make sense and then obviously you then get people like ksi chipping in, going well, hang on a minute. I beat it, so, so I deserve that shot because they all know the amount of money what Floyd Mayweather generates, and Floyd Mayweather knows the amount of money what YouTubers generate. So it's a match made in heaven in terms of people who go out there seeking money. Um, but I'll oh, keep some dignity, man.
4: What about uh, Pacquiao McGregor?
5: Do you know what? That's nowhere near as bad because even though McGregor's. Um, and it comes from an MMA background, and even though people think that he done himself credit in in a, in a sort of way against Mayweather, Mayweather was in first gear, um, but Manny Pacquiao's getting old now, and um, and McGregor's naturally much bigger, but you'd have to say so. So that's one of the that's the sort of fight what intrigues me. Not a YouTuber. Does, no, Pacquiao it, McGregor intrigues you? Pa- Pacquiao mate. McGregor sort of intrigues really? me. Yeah, because of the stage they're at. And, um, and even though I don't think McGregor did great against Mayweather, he certainly didn't embarrass himself. And uh, and and I know uh, Manny Pacquiao's not a fighter he was. So um, so even though it's not, a, it's not a boxing match where they think, oh, that's going to be really competitive. I mean, it intrigues me in the, in the... I just want to see what happens. It's okay. yes, I thought What it, you it, meant weird. from a comparative standpoint? No, no, it's just in a way. It's our way. It's what I'm intrigued to see, yeah. see, see what happens. But um, where, where, where do you stop with it? That's the thing. Where, where do you stop? Next minute, you'll, you'll have a charity match with me fighting Nigel Travis, and uh, <laughs> I'll, i not fuck out of him.
4: <laughs> On that note, Jamie, Moore, best of luck with Chantel and Akib uh, this Sunday night we'll catch word after. All right. Cheers, mate.
3: Cheers. <laughs> Is your deck causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt.
6: you about some of the more novelty fights that we seem to have coming up I know um, Mm. Mike Tyson Roy Jones in their dotage well I'm sure they won't be fighting like two men in their dotage still looks likely at the moment for November but recent reports indicate um, Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul may be a possibility and Manny Pacquiao Conor McGregor actually seems like it's close for next year what do you make of these kind of exhibition slash novelty slash freak show circus fights you know
3: well, most people think boxing is easy until they actually get in the ring and get smashed on the nose. And so so when a lot of armchair champions think a, a will beat C, somebody from one sport will beat somebody from another sport, these guys are in a position to actually say, oh, now let me show you, let's do this. And, uh, and, and, and if it attracts interest, it attracts an audience, it attracts a crowd, then fair be it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, if you say Mike Tyson was getting with Tyson Fury in a serious fight, I'd have a problem with it because that's Mike, that Mike Tyson that everybody gets all nuts and and crazy about, yeah. he's not around anymore. Even Mike Tyson knows that. If you're talking about um, uh, Floyd Mayweather fighting somebody um, that is, if say Floyd Mayweather now fighting Canelo again, again, I'm like, yo, don't do that. You know, so, but he's, 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 he's basically saying you this young man from a different world of, of social media wants to step in the ring with me, thinking I'm an old man that can't do this. Let me just let me give you a lesson, young boy. Let me give you a lesson, young man. And so these things can be done and it creates interest, it puts bums on seats, it's it's people are wanna see it. And so as long as there's a demand, there's nothing wrong with it. Does it affect our sport or dilute our sport or is it insulting to our sport? No. Not at all, because it, it puts our sport out there where people think, wow, it's not as easy as what I thought. Um, uh, Conor McGregor fighting Manny Pacquiao. Um, again, interesting, intriguing. Uh, Manny Pacquiao, he would box Conor McGregor, McGregor, McGregor completely different than um, than, uh, than um, and Floyd Mayweather did. So, uh, so therefore, it might be a different fight. I don't think so. I think a top box will always be a top... Technical box will always be the top MMA fighter at uh, boxing. If it, you change the tables and and you made money or Floyd's getting into the get into the again, the they get smashed. But um, uh, uh, when you play, you can't play boxing. And uh, and and even I know now I'm 53. I spar with a lot of uh, like people that just want to have a go in the ring. And they think, oh my god, how do you that? And it's not about age; it's about wisdom. Uh, when you get in with the youngsters, the ones that have got pace that that are on the same in the same lane as you, then you got to check yourself and think, what am I doing? So uh, for boxing, I think uh, it puts us on the map and it gives us a bit of that that bit of respect. You're the same
6: age as Tyson, Johnny, so may- maybe you against the winner?
3: Maybe not. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no What do you think is behind this sudden proliferation of those type of fights? Is it because there's boxing's been so limited this year, people are kind of looking for new ways? Danny,
3: not new, I'll tell you what it is. I think in all sports, not just boxing, tennis, football, whatever, you've got sportsmen that have done it, like myself, that we have that knowledge uh, and that experience that I've known, looking at wow, why are you doing that? Looking at this ball? but our body doesn't react how it would have done when we were 25. So that's not in unison anymore. So there's that frustration of thinking, going I want to get in there." So, so, so then if you put somebody like Mike against somebody like Roy, Roy that is past their best, that is at the same stage physically in life, then again you've got two experienced guys that that are in this in their lane you could put mike in with a raw novice now a kid that nobody knows about and I could have beat him because he's got pace he's got youth he's got that energy and so so when you've got sport the reason why you've got the resurgence of of, of, of these kind of things is and i think some kind of tournament that, that tyson mentioned a master's tournament like they have in tennis um and and that's it's just giving people a chance that that uh that want to dip the toe back in it and not have the, the big, big, big risks, um, um that they would if you have gone in, in, in moon, they're live fighter.
6: And talking of passing on some of that wisdom that you've accrued over a long career, you've got a new project um, that's recently come out. Mm-hmm. I just want you to tell me a little bit about that because I've seen bits of it on social media, but I'd, I'd like to get the overview from the man himself. You know
3: what? I actually, it's such a simple idea. It's silly that it's not being done before. It was actually Spencer Oliver's idea um, and it was so basically let me give you an example when you watch the gloves are off that's taken from basically when guys get out of the ring and they, they're having a bit of banter they've sparred with each other they're having a bit of he bitching to each other and you put a camera on that that's that's gold dust so basically it's being polished up you're sitting around the table to a point sitting around the table so that, that 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 he bitching that goes on and that digging that goes on you people it's being been it's been televised so people can see that this, what we're doing, is more or less the same thing. When you're in the gym boxing, you've got to warm up. You've got to shadow box. You've got to, to prep to, to, to the, the shots you've been prepping to do in, on the pads or in the ring or what you're going to do. This is, what you're in the minute, this is what you're in the mirror doing before you've even got in there. Go in any gym. Every fighter is shadow boxing. Sure. So, and, and and most people that like boxing, at one point in their life, they've gone and, and look stupid doing it. And so, so it's now creating, it's now transferring that, that up that we have into an exercise, basically saying to people, come along, come and join us. You've got 12 rounds. We'll shout the shots you need to throw. Um, And and you don't have to be around people. You can be with people. You can, you can compete with people when you're doing it. Nobody gets hit. You don't need any equipment. You don't need anything. You just need a bit of space. Uh, No matter how old you are, how, how young you are, male, female, able, whatever. Uh, it, anybody can do this. And so when you start working on the shots, the jab, the hooks, the uppercuts, the combinations, it really befuddles the brain that you cannot do this, but you're sweating carbs as well and getting it as well as getting a workout. And so you can, you can do it as though you're a, a, a four round fighter, six round fighter, eight round fighter, 10 round fighter or 12 round fighter. And therefore you are, you are kind of partially mirroring how fighters train without the pain <laughs> and you're getting all the pleasure and none of the pain. And uh, it's hard. It is hard. And uh, um, I, 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 I employ people get involved, have a look, get on it, and we're at home now, you know. So so we've got many excuses not to go out and you know, you just get to the rot and I put on a stone on lockdown, but it's pure muscle of course. Of course. But a lot of people a lot of people have a lot of people have, have, have really just fallen by the wayside because they've not managed to get that motivation. You get on this, get on it dot johnnyhouse else not call uk get on it and you will see me you'll see spencer talking to you right um uh, riling you up getting you into it working with you and it's actually good fun um uh and it's just it does it, i think it was a great idea by spencer uh and when he said that spencer listen to me you know it was just in conversation if you don't do this i'm going to do it so you can do it with me Oh, I'm going to do it. And he said, Nah, nah, we we'll have some of that, mate. And so, uh, and it gave gives Spencer a good chance to show off his new Barnet as well, because he's got new hair. So, uh, he keeps oh, telling everybody about it. <laughs> so, uh, funny enough, really he lives does.
6: in New Barnet as well.
3: Yeah. Oh, boom, boom. But yeah, I'll tell you one thing. He is super, fit. I'm fit, but he's like a ball of energy. This guy, we've done the workout, and then you'll see on the workout, uh, listen, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't no, you no, know, top gymnast or anything like that i used to hurt, ba- uh, hurt hate burpees so like everybody else there's stuff in there that i hate doing um but we had to do a workout after spencer's talking there was a, a battle rope, and he climbed up it and he's talking as we're doing it and i'm like looking thinking are you not tired i mean my eye was banging i was sweating cobs but it was a great workout no pain pure pleasure
6: and what's the best way for people to find it is it on the website
3: Go online, uh, get on it. Uh, Johnny Nelson. Co. Uk, um, uh, and that's how you can download it. That's how you can check it out. That's how you can work with it. And uh, it's it's fun. Trust me, it's fun. it's sounding pretty well actually. And, uh, and there's been a lot of interest. So now they can get the inbox uh, and the other challenge. So uh, I think we uh, we need to set a challenge for. For people that have downloaded, that have purchased it, so I'm trying to figure out what it would be. I suppose I try and get a couple of tickets for uh, for, for for shows when we uh, for for a show when uh, we're back on back on air uh, where when the crowds can get in. Uh, a workout with Spencer and myself when that can be done. So we'll, we'll think of some kind of competition, and I don't mean just mean downloading. I want to see you do the 12 rounds, and I'll be doing it with you. And, uh, and that's the way you compete with anybody. You can compete with, with a, uh, a raw athlete or an old athlete like myself. So, um, uh, and you don't have to be an athlete. You just want to have the want.
6: I want to do it, Johnny. I want to do it. Get the competition going.
3: Yeah, it be good. It will be good. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad people are now getting into it because especially being at home a lot of the time and not being able to get out and, and if things get worse, as they're predicted to be, uh, it's just to keep that mental that energy going, that confidence and uh, uh, something physical they can get involved in.
6: Great stuff. Well, it's been great to talk to you um, about pretty much everything that's going on at the moment in the world of boxing. I hope we can do it again soon. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you
5: in action on Saturday night, uh, Sunday, night. Ooh,
3: Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday night, Sunday night. Milton Keynes, uh, Joshua Any Anytime, Danny. Speak to you soon, my
7: friend.
8: This is Andy Perala for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by David Diamante here in Milton Keynes. David, first and foremost, how are you doing?
9: Doing great, Andy. Thanks for uh, having me.
8: I uh, appreciate you giving up some time today. Obviously, here in Milton Keynes, I know you like to do a bit of travelling. We just had a little chat off camera there. Have you ever been down to this, this part of the UK before?
9: No, been through Milton Keynes but never never stayed here. So, first time. And the stadium's great. You know, we're here at the, uh, the stadium of the MK Don. So, it's a nice sight. We're going to be in the Marshall Arena. So, it should work great. I was, I it's, there's
8: obviously been a lot which has happened since um, we last spoke. We're here ahead of the Bawati Calip card uh, this coming Sunday or tomorrow night. But the, the main kind of news that broke yesterday, we saw Eddie Herr, well, no, yesterday, a couple of days ago, Eddie Hearn testing positive for COVID-19. David, just first and foremost, what was your kind of reaction to hearing that news?
9: Well, it's very upsetting, obviously, you know. I mean, Eddie's a really important part of the operation, to say the least, and he's our fearless leader, and uh, we wish him the very best. So I him, I think he's doing okay, but you know, I hope that him and his family are doing all right.
8: Moving forwards, obviously onto the card itself, Buatzi Chalich. Everybody excited to see Josh Buatzi back in the ring. Been over a year now. What are you expecting to see from Joshua, and what should we expect expecting that bout?
9: Well, I think Chalich is, is a good, uh, is a good challenger. He's an undefeated fighter, um, and uh, <laughs> sorry, little Darren Barker off camera there. Um, Joshua Buatzi is is a, just an absolute phenom. You know. Um, the light heavyweight division is a really tough division right now. Um, he's obviously the WBA international champion. He'll be making his fifth defense of the title. Um, so it's just great to see him back. He's, he's been off for over a year. So uh, got to get him back in the ring. I know everyone's talking about a big fight with Anthony Yard, but uh, it'd be great to see what he has against Chalic. So Marco Challenge is a tough fighter, so tough Croatian.
8: You mentioned the Anthony Yard fight. A lot of people are looking towards that one or Callum Johnson fight. Say if we were to see Boazzi versus Yard or Boazzi Johnson certainly say towards the end of this year. What are your thoughts
9: on either of those fights? I mean, they're mouthwatering. They're great fights, both of them, both of them. I'm a huge fan of Callum Johnson, uh, obviously Anthony Yard, uh, top talent also. So these are the new guys coming up in the division, and uh, you got so many other great guys at the top right now. It's, it's a great division light heavyweight.
8: We also have some world title action on the card this coming, uh, well, tomorrow night, again, this coming Sunday. Uh, Chantel Cameron versus Adriana Arujo. What do you make of that for? And obviously Chantel, she's been waiting a long time for this opportunity. Are you fully expecting us to take it with both hands?
9: I think so. I mean, this is another nixon nil fight, so both both fighters undefeated. Um, Araujo is very tough. She, um, you know, Olympic bronze medalist in 2012. Um, but Chan Cam, she's, uh, she's a, a really tough fighter also. I did some of her first fights when she was uh, back with Cyclone and I got to see her uh, up close back then and sh- she, she was really driven and I just think she's upped her game. So uh, it's very exciting that she's going to get this title shot. So I think the fans are in for a treat for that fight.
8: Alan Babich returning to the UK shores, well, everybody's excited to see Alan, the savage, his persona. What have you made of kind of the way that the boxing world has taken to Alan and certainly how he's got this unique character that everybody seems to have grown
9: very accustomed and fond of. It's hard not to like the Savage. I mean, he's, uh, he's an exciting fighter. He's got his, his alter ego, you know, the Savage. Um, outside the ring, he's, he's an absolute you know, gentleman, but in the ring, he's the Savage. He's got a tough test uh, himself. He's fighting Niall Kennedy and uh, he's an Irish fighter. Um, he was the, well, he is actually the New England and uh, Massachusetts uh, state champion. Um, he's also the ABA Americas champion, a four-time Irish national champion. Uh, Niall's very tough. I did one of his fights years ago. Actually, it was about three years almost to the day. He fought, a, I think it was Alexis Santos, and um, he, he, he won that fight, and Santos was tough, man. So Niall's a tough fighter. Uh, I'm looking forward to this fight, actually. I think it should be, should be good, uh, a good tear-up. A lot of
8: people kind of excited to see what Alan Babic can go on to do with his career. I know he's very early doors as of yet, but after his last performance against Sean Del Winters, after fight, he's calling out his fellow Croatian Filip Hergovic, Do you feel Alan's ready for that top fight, provided tomorrow night was to go to plan for him, or do you think he's still got a bit more work to do until he gets to a a, a name such as
9: Phillips? Oh, absolutely, he's got more work to do. Um, I think he looks great right now where he's at, but there are levels to it, and. You know he needs to get seasoned a little bit more, but but he's looking good right now. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Again, each can't overlook any of these guys, and Niall Kennedy is coming to win. He was trained by Paddy Collins, and those guys are those guys are coming to win.
0: But the
8: Baker Fears fight is finally on. Provided obviously fought his make weight today, when this goes out a bit after the weighing, but yeah, Baker Fears again. Just your thoughts on that, David? Do you feel the extra kind of need, or given what happened last time, could come out in the fight, and we may well see them kind of stand and trade a lot more than what was expected? when the fight was previously announced
9: i do i think i think kane baker was gutted when when he couldn't fight in eddie's backyard and he was really upset about that so he's been talking a lot of smack and fiaz doesn't like that you know he's he's young on the on the come up and he needs to make a statement too so this is the grudge match so man it's going to be a good one we didn't have it in eddie's backyard but we're going to get it right here in mk
8: Another fight which has kind of built up over the timing since it's been announced is uh, the Udofia versus Harding Jr. fight. What are you expecting from that one, David?
9: That's a really interesting fight. I love that we're kicking off with that fight. I mean, Pest, John Harding Jr., you know, his nickname is Pest... tough, tough guy. Obviously, you know, he did jail time. and He came from Brixton. He's got this hard backstory, but he's, he's a really uh, lovely guy and he, he trains so hard. He, you know, trains uh, at, at a Dillian White's camp and his, that, that fight he had with Jack Cullen, uh, his first attempt at the English title, it was really, really tough. I mean, you know, I just feel like he was having a hard time getting on the inside. Cullen is so tough. He's, he's really long. He's got that reach and Harding had a very tough time with that, but I think he learned a lot from that fight. Um, he showed his heart. I mean, he's got he's got heart for days. But Linus is is a really tough fighter too, and he believes in himself. He's holding the title, and he said it. You know, like he's just here to defend it. You've got to come get it. So, that's going to be a great opening uh, bout for the card.
8: I just want to quickly touch on a few fights which have kind of been announced recently. Yesterday, Matchroom USA announced Jacobs Rosado's one fight. I mean, Heiny Gamboa. Start off with Heine Gamboa. What are your thoughts on that macho? Uh,
9: you know. Yeah, I mean, we'll check it out, you know, I mean, Haney's got to stay busy, Um, you know, Gamboa at one time was a top talent, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens in that fight. As far as uh, the other fight, uh, oh, Rosado Jacobs, you know, I, I think, I think we'd like to think that Jacobs is a level above Rosado, but Rosado, if you look at his resume, I mean, it's literally a who's who. I mean, he's fought everybody, so... He's really kind of like a true blood and guts warrior, you know, in the vein of an Arturo Gatti. He just goes in there, he'll fight anybody. Um, so I can guarantee you Gabe Rosado is going to bring everything because he's a Philly fighter, true Philly fighter, true Philly heart, and he's going to bring it. But uh, Danny's Brooklyn, so there you go. It's a good matchup.
8: A lot of people as well getting hyped and ready for that Vasyl lomachenko Fima, Lopez bout, undisputed lightweight total fight. How do you see that one playing out, David? A lot of people kind of edging towards Vassal, obviously, naturally. Brilliant, brilliant fighter, brilliant amateur record, and obviously holding three of the totals. But Teofimo can't be overlooked, a very strong fighter and powerful fighter of the weight. What do you make of it?
9: That's an incredible fight. Cannot wait to see it. Um, One of the best matchups of the year, for sure. Um, You know, it's easy to say... Lomachenko, but it's really not because Tiafimo's a young bull, and especially at 135, he's a monster, man. I mean, he walks around at a much higher weight, and also Lomachenko, you know, he's, he's better at lower weights. Um, I don't think he carries his power up up to lightweight so well, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, and Tiafimo made pretty quick work of Richard Comey. Um, it's an incredible fight. I think also Lomachenko coming off of surgery, he's getting a little bit older, so, um, you know, the different ways to look at that fight, but it is a great fight. cannot wait for that.
8: David, we'll leave that there because I believe we're getting ever closer to a press conference. That's perhaps a way in starting, oh, yeah, rather. Yeah. David, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. I'm sure I'll speak to you later in the week. Thank you speak to Boxing Social.
9: Thanks a lot, Andy. Talk soon.
6: reflex for four seconds out delighted to be joined by my old friend al siesta uh last time we spoke it was ahead of cold wars and now it's time for cold wars two there was a, a long gap between world war one and two it's come thick and
7: fast definitely definitely trust the war, man nice to see you again hope you're well surviving ducking and diving <laughs> you shamed
6: me for not going through the pleasantries at the start now hope you're well too. Oh.
7: <laughs> okay, go, 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 please. I
6: hope you're well, Al. I hope your family are well. I hope <laughs> everything's good with you. Ple- pleasantries yeah. having been dispensed with. Um, what have you learned from Cold Wars the first time around that we're going to see in the second one
7: start what, October the 6th? Yep, yeah, correct. The biggest lesson I learned is the production values. The lighting, the... ceiling heights and things like this you see very important what i found because the ceiling was a bit low the beam hasn't opened up fully so all the surface of the ring was lit up very well but the air above the ring wasn't lit up enough and that explained by the height of the ceiling apparently it has to be at least 10 meters so i've got new arena i've got more lights uh television channel gave me a bigger budget now to kind of um, arrange a better production so i'm hoping and i'm pretty confident actually that it will be much better and the quality of fights quality of fights is going to get better more people are going to get accustomed and uh, more willing to fight and travel to Minsk, the brits who arrived to Minsk absolutely loved it there they realized how hospitable and um polite the country is it's a beautiful real throwback into the soviet union cross with an old scotland of maybe 80s or something you know it was really really nice so that's what i learned really apart from that it's just a show you know and obviously a little bit more experience with television rights and things like that and um we're growing we're developing we're evolving so i can't wait to start again you know six of october
6: and what's the thinking behind partnering with Match TV? Because it wasn't them for the first set of shows,
7: but they've come in for this set, right? No, they were. They were originally oh, it was them. Match Match TV. Match TV was the original backing uh, Russian broadcaster, oh, the okay. only broadcaster, the only broadcaster who took the idea. They liked the idea. They expanded on that and put the money where their mouth was. You know, so perfect.
6: And we'll be able to watch in the UK via Match TV as well.
7: Ah, uh, no, Match TV is exclusive. Uh, to uh, and you will need VPN to watch it. But I am closing a UK broadcaster tonight, so I will make an announcement and uh, very shortly tomorrow, day after tomorrow, we'll know where we can watch uh, Cold Wars Two in the UK.
6: Now, Cold Wars is providing something of a, an important service to the small hall British fighters at the moment where there's no small hall boxing in the UK with the COVID restrictions and so on. It's hard to make it work financially. And this is giving them work. But the first series, Cold Wars Part 1, we didn't get a lot of victories, did we?
7: Yeah, I tell you what. Look, let's be realistic. The only bad decision, it was a draw, where Ed Bonique when he fought against sergey shigasher everyone said in the arena apart from judges basically everyone said that the guy won the fight with a knockdown and even quantity of rounds at least he won by one two points but but i tell you the situation the russian federation learned now by international boxing lots of pressure on them they didn't know how to handle it they couldn't understand first of all who was the home fighter. So I'm a British promoter, Russian, Russian, British promoter based in the UK, doing shows in Belarus with Russian guy in the red corner, home corner. So they got a bit confused. And I said to them, guys, I don't need no favors from anybody. Whatever you see, that how you need to judge. And I'm telling you, it cannot happen. at Cold Wars two. Look, they know much more experience. Honestly, they had four shows in two weeks. Yeah. So, they probably had more shows in two weeks than an entire year before. And, yeah, they're all. we're going to have a good sit-down and discuss how, judging everything, referee, what it should be, how clear and fair it should be. I've got no worry, absolutely, but it will be unbiased. Absolutely no worry this time, you know. Even with bias out of
6: the equation this time around, the Brits do look particularly up against it. Um, Dmitry tudinoff is no pushover, um, and he's going up against Jermaine Brown, who's exciting fighter, you know, prospect, but it's a big step up in levels for him. Similarly with Grant Dennis going up against Andre Sorokin.
7: Yeah, I tell you what. Odds, I'm not sure what odds will be on Brown shooting off, but that's incredibly close, that fight. Incredibly close, I know. I know, he just sat to boxing connoisseurs to decide for themselves how they see that fight. In my heart, deep in my heart, I know the result. Yeah, but I can't, I can't air it. I think I know the result. But but that fight is very close. Grant Dennis is really up for it as well. I'm not sure if Andre is underestimating Grant, but Grant will come to fight. Honestly, it's all or nothing. As he put on his social media, Siropkin trying to take food away from his children's table, so that's what it's all about. And and I believe that will be re- much closer than people give to it to you them. Know? So a lot, a lot of people won't know much about
6: Jermaine Brown. Tell us what gives you that faith in him, because on paper you'd look at that fight and say, you know, uh, he's proved. Uh, not Brown, sorry. The opponent, Chudinov, has proved himself a level or two above. But you think it's a very close fight. What have you seen in Brown that gives you that confidence?
7: I've seen youth, awkwardness, power, and Dmitry's well over the hill. So I do believe... I
6: hope he doesn't watch this.
7: <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's what I'm... I said to him. I said to him, Dmitry, you realise he's a young cub, But Chudinov is the kind of guy who want to fight anybody. He wants to fight. He would tell you, like, oh, Billy Joe Saunders, I want Eubank rematch, you know, things like that. He is just a typical throwback Russian fighter, you know, or I'd say Philadelphia fighter. I mean, the kind of guy who never shy away from any fight, especially on television, against the British opponent. I mean, they still have that defeat in his blood against the Brit in Eubank, and he would like to take revenge. And I, I, just, I just love that fight. I think it's, I mean, for Jermaine Brown, it's surreal. Suddenly, when you eight and all, you're fighting neutral Chudinov of all people. That's an incredible... That, that's the yes the boxing opportunities, again. So that's that's nothing impossible, you know. And I do believe Jermaine Brown can win that fight. I do believe. I mean, obviously Chudinov will be a firm favourite, but I truly believe that Jermaine has almost 50-50 chance to take it.
6: We recently saw Umar Sadiq fall short in a very... Gallon effort against um, Dimitri's brother Fedor Chudinov. Yeah. So we, yeah. we, There's a chance there for um, Jermaine to exact some revenge
7: on behalf of, of Britain as a whole. Exactly, exactly. And and I think I think we're there for surprise possibly. You know, I mean, Siroc and Dennis is similar, but the, Jermaine Brown against Dimitri Chudinov don't blink. Seriously.
6: And a senior Bayerfield, he's coming back for the second round. Man, no, what? But-
7: Oh. Yeah, like, Bifurk is coming back against Alexey Yevchenko, Alexey Yevchenko, the guy who takes zero away from any prospect's record. Lots of Russian prospects and beaten knows how awkward, how strong, how bullish that guy is. He's 36 years of age or 37. He's just matching forward. He wants to fight. He's in a great shape. He always stays in gym. And he's another throwback fighter. He doesn't care, Danny. He never asks for box left link of the fighter all he says he says tall or small i'm saying fairly tall south or orthodox i'm saying orthodox okay that's enough info for him date time weight stands that all he wants to know you know so and he will fight And Vital this training now with johnny edwards and Guilford. and um i think he's taking it seriously now he's been really rusty in the last fight and still he had a crisis moment for the russian where he could have stopped them. And that was Ismail Aliyev, the guy who's top 40 at the super welterweight. Levchenko is, I I believe, somewhere 80 or 90. He's like top 100. Bifel can do it as well. You know, this time, Bridge got really, really firm chance. I do believe. And if Bifel overcomes Levchenko, I'm telling you, the next fight will be the big fight for me.
6: I mean, it says a lot, doesn't it, about Byfield, that he made that sacrifice, came over to Belarus the first time. Things didn't go his way and he hasn't been downhearted about it. He's gone straight back in the gym and now he's going back out there again to maybe exercise some demons.
7: Exactly. Daniel, this is the kind of fighter I'm looking for. This is the kind of fighter it's pleasure to work with. And this is the real fighter which CS the Boxing is looking for as well. We want to, I mean, win, lose or draw. I don't care you don't lose you don't learn about anything you know you don't i mean you're winning you're losing this is the game like take mma no one cares about zero we never we never hear mma guys saying oh seriously preserving unbeaten record and so on and so forth look at pacquiao Bernard hopkins many people i mean so i'm i'm not comparing a senior to those guys but that's how you learn in life and i am willing to work with a fighter who's prepared to take risks Rather than work with a prospect that's going to fall on his face, eventually fighting someone half-decent. I'm not interested in that kind of, you know, thing. So... So assuming all this goes well, as the first series did, are we going to see Cold Wars 3? Or or even more? Is there going to be a long-term series? Man, Cold War's continuing, and if it will be as successful as Cold Wars 1. And uh, Match TV and secondary broadcast that I'm trying to land now will recognise the potential We'll definitely see Converse 3, 4, 5, and hundred and four in God's willing. You, you know, know? So, version
6: of the Fast and Furious franchise.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. And better quality of fights, more titles, bigger budgets, bigger sponsorships, and um, just nice European contention so far. I'm not sure if I will be able to bring Americans and Canadians next time, but why not? You know? well, that will be real Converse. I've got one last question for you A bit of kind of fantasy
6: mm. promoting here but taking world level fighters out of the equation give us three, yeah. three Brits that you haven't had on the Cold War show yet that you'd like to in the future
7: three Brits Zach Chelly number one yeah uh Callum Johnson number two yeah uh Boom, 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 boom. I'm not just you know what, well, you caught me off, off guard because there's so many, I've been contemplating it, but I mean, I actually made an offer to Jose Burton. Okay. Already. Look, financially and profile-wise, i probably ready for the second and third layer of British fighters. Yeah. So, like, anyone like Craig Richards, Chuck Sagden... Uh, Shakan Peters. Uh, I mean, I don't know who will go Felix Cash. I mean, look, the guys with Eddie and the guys who with Frank obviously be on my reach at the moment, only not because they can't fight on my shows, because negotiations will be hard. That's why, because because you know they were in the promotional contracts, but all the rest of the guys, any of those can be on my home walls, trust me. Any.
6: Brilliant. Well, it's always a pleasure. And I'm sure a lot of British fighters will watch this and will be jumping at the chance to get involved. So get ready for, for more shows for Series 3.
7: Yeah, I just want to say, guys, so far, my British my British friends and British fighters and the licence by the British Boxing Board of Control crew, guys, so far, please don't get upset with me. I smelled a bit of pussy so far, you know, that's what has been going on. I mean, I've been offering right, in Centre... Not many willing saying, Oh, Russians, mm, black guys, come on, let's go, let's go. I mean, French never say no, Italians really say no, even Germans really say no. Why we breathe, refuse good fights with a decent purses and opportunities? Oh, do you know what I mean? I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is the country, the originator for Queensbury rules and the boxing. We, we should be the bravest. Country in Europe, really, in terms of in terms of taking fights, and I don't understand the reservations. You know,
6: are making a late bid there to be British boxing's most hated man of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Patel can breathe a sigh of relief.
7: Ah oh, man, come on!
6: <laughs> Great stuff. No,
7: but well, you know got got what I'm saying, got man. a
6: Cold War show.
7: Yeah, you think so?
6: Prince Patel would. Yeah, he loves it. They yeah, love globe trotting.
7: My, I offered him a fight against the Devuys so he didn't want it?
6: <laughs> <laughs> a Devuys abroad—that's why. That's his stock in trade.
7: Oh, I, t- I told you. Well, that was, that was this, Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Series three.
6: All right. Cheers, <laughs> Al. Always a pleasure. Uh, Danny,
7: thank you so much. Likewise. I'm bro. To thank the, you.
6: The fights from October the sixth
7: onwards. Fantastic, brother. Thank you. Take thank care. You. God Take bless you, man. you. Bye, bye, bye. You. bye. Bye,
0: bye.